Hi there, everyone. Hoping you all are well. Welcome back to Relationships Revisited. Today, we're going to be discussing the trauma two-step, which is how we as human beings move from surviving dramatic experiences to thriving. And where I took this idea from is this week's Torah portion, um, Parshat Vayechi. So in Parshat Vayechi, which is the last Parsha in Sefer Breshit, one of the things that happens is as Yaakov is close to his death, Jacob is close to his death, he blesses Yosef's sons, Ephraim and Menashe. And famously, as he is blessing them, he crosses his hands and he puts his right hand, the more important hand, signifying the more significant blessing on the hand of the younger one, Ephraim, and his left hand on the firstborn, Menashe. And this was counter to Yosef's expectations and how things are normally done. The right hand, the most important hand, would seem to go on the firstborn who has a special special quality, a special position. But Yaakov assures Yosef, reassures Yosef that he knows what he's doing, and he says that Ephraim is going to become even greater than Menashe, who himself will be great, but Ephraim is the one that will be, so to speak, head and shoulders above. And in thinking about this and thinking about what their names signify, because if we go back to when they were born several parashiot earlier, um, we hear about their names and we're given the reasons behind their names. Menashe, the firstborn, was given his name by Yosef. Again, they were both born to Yosef in Egypt, okay, while he was already in Egypt for many years and married an Egyptian woman and had children. And Menashe, the firstborn, was named because, he said, Hashem has caused me or allowed me to forget all of the suffering of my father's house. Menashe from the word Nashani, which means to forget, or has caused me to forget. Ephraim, the second son, was given the name Ephraim from the word pre, Yosef says, because God has made me fruitful, even in the land of of my difficulty, meaning even here in Egypt, I have become, I have, I have thrived. I have, I've been become fruitful, and this got me thinking to how human beings are able to survive difficult environments, difficult experiences, what we call trauma, and trauma more than more than more than it is about what happens to you. It's what resources you had to help you respond to what happened to you. In other words, two people could go through similar traumatic experiences. One has loving, caring others around to help him process and work through and, and, and um, understand what he's feeling so he, can, he doesn't have to um, disconnect from his pain that would lead to one outcome while someone else with that same 
traumatic experience with nobody around would have a very very different outcome because he has to manage that all on his own and utilize whatever adapted resources he has by default within himself. And trauma really is becomes a problem when you you're we're not real we're, we're not well resourced where we don't have support supportive others around us that's where trauma um in the, in the way that we think about things becomes problematic so what resources do we have okay what natural adaptive resources do we have within ourselves when we go through a difficult situation or a repeatedly or, or a repeated difficult situations difficult environment difficult um, circumstances, difficult family. What resources do we have naturally within us? And it turns out we have many. And this is how human beings are wired. We are wired to figure out how to adapt, how to survive despite what is happening to us. And that's Minasha. Hashem has given us this program within our natural soul to be able to adjust to the most difficult situations. So for example, let's say a child grows up in an environment where they are given the message that they're not enough. They're given the message that that they're lacking. And that could be that message can be received either explicitly, but more likely just implicitly by neglect and, and being ignored and not being seen and not being appreciated and not being and not and not having anybody anybody um, making space for him. If that child starts to feel the pain of not enough, that there's something wrong with me, an adaptive strategy will jump in to avoid that pain. And one way that he might do it is by becoming a great performer, being being um, exemplary in many areas, proving that that I am that I am okay or that I am great, and this is a way to avoid the pain of feeling like there's something wrong with me that I'm not enough, and to stay in the light, so to speak. That's an adaptive strategy that keeps me away from my pain, so that I can I can basically move on with life. I can survive if a child feels unloved. And again, this can come from being being criticized constantly, being um, verbally abused. It can become come from um, somebody being around in, in a, by parents that are very judgmental and evaluative, and also just again by by being ignored, by feeling very alone and unseen. And feeling unloved in that. So what's an adaptive strategy to avoid that pain? Potential adaptive strategy is, well, let me make myself lovable by pleasing everybody. By being somebody that always gets what everybody else needs and is attentive to their feelings and their needs. And then people value me and I find I earn my, I earn my place, I earn my position by pleasing others. That's an adaptive strategy that helps me move on with life and have my needs met in some way. At least now I have some sense that I'm, I'm valuable. That's the first step. That's Menashe, the firstborn. That's the first step in responding to traumatic experience. 
And we are wired with a whole bunch of different strategies that are unconscious and automatic. They often have to do with things that we, gifts that we already have, sensitivities that we already have, and we capitalize on them. We, um, we activate them to deal with this difficult situation. And again, this is all in, at a very young age and all very much unconscious, but it's there to help us survive. And this helps us forget, so to speak. We forget the pain. We forget the pain of our father's house. We forget we're able to put that behind us, so to speak, even though it's not conscious or not consciously putting it behind us, but we're able to move away from the pain of feeling not enough or feeling unloved. That's the first step, but that's not the goal. That's not where we want to move to. That's not because ultimately there's a big cost to that survival. All, all, all survival strategies have a great cost associated with them. Okay. Where we really want to move to in, in responding to trauma is actually the thriving, right? The Ephraim, to become fruitful even in the land of my suffering. And that involves integrating the pain. And in simpler words, that means relating to the places that I hurt, the place where I felt ignored criticized, I felt like I was not enough, or I felt unloved, giving that pain the space and the attention that it deserves. Responding to it with understanding, with love, with compassion, with validation. And in that space, the pain, well, not only does it it let's say it goes away, but it actually becomes fertile ground for growth. It's integrated into my into my being, and I become a more authentic, a, a more real person. Because there's space within me for those those parts that had to be previously cut off, and that becomes fruitful. Because now as I look out into the world and I see other people's pain or I see suffering, or I see I'm not scared away by it. There's space within me. I don't judge it. I don't push it away. I don't offer more survival strategies to other people's pain and, or pain in the world. I'm able to sit with it, be with it, and then ultimately transform it. And that is a brilliant fruitful process in the land where I suffer. And that's the goal. And that's why Yaakov put his right hand on Ephraim. Because although in the process, Menashe comes first, he's the firstborn, so to speak, that comes first, the survival comes first, it comes automatic, the thriving is... That's what it's. That's the goal, and that's why Yaakov um, he preferred he gave precedence to Ephraim because that's the ultimate thing that we are all working towards is the transformation of the pain into fertile ground. I hope this makes sense. I hope that this is helpful 
to you as it is to me, and we are able to relate to whatever needs to be related to with love and compassion, especially those places that were previously given the message that they are unacceptable, and integrating those so that we can become fertile ground within ourselves and for others and bring transformation to the world. Thanks for joining me here in Relationships Revisited. Looking forward to being with you next time in the space between.